Well, 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 look what the cat has dragged into the room. A new episode of Bold Perceptions. What a treat. Today we got Kim Bowman, dietitian nutritionist based out of the Mecca, Los Angeles, California. And she owns Next Nutrition, um, a food consultation agency in which she designs meal plans for a lot of high-performance athletes. Um, but also for anybody out there. So if you're not performing at a high level as an athlete, don't rule this out. Because she knows a lot about the food pyramid or the, uh, the so to speak, food pyramid. Those days are gone. That's why it's important to listen to this. There's new knowledge around food, nutrition. Um, we are gaining an understanding of food, diet, what it does at a rapid rate these days. Like I said, you can't just rely on the old food pyramid poster in your cafeteria. You can't be eating Twinkies, Oreos, donuts, cubby bears, whatever's out there these days. You got to take it seriously and it will reward you. Food is fuel. It will fuel your life. You'll feel a lot better. And this podcast is a great place to start. So reach out to Kim if you are interested in any meal plans. Share with a friend. And at the very least, this is free knowledge, baby, free value. So turn it on, tune in, and enjoy. Bold Perceptions, we are back. This actually might be a milestone episode. I'm not entirely sure. I should keep tabs on this. But I believe it's episode 90. So 10 away from 100. That's a big accomplishment for us. We have Kim Bowman today. Kim, do you want to say hi hey, to the whole hey, family? Going, <laughs> they say they're doing good from the back. Uh, <laughs> but no, we got an interesting episode today. And uh, it was kind of interesting how it came about. Kim, I was honestly, I wanted to bring a dietitian aboard. Yeah. And honestly, all I did was hashtag dietitian on Instagram. You were the first one. So I was, <laughs> honestly, screw it. Let's see if she wants to come on here. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So here we are on Zoom, but uh, yeah, no, Kim, why don't you kind of introduce yourself and tell everybody who you are, what you do? Yeah, I'm so excited uh, to be on here today. Thanks so much for having me. Um, Basically, my background, I kind of got into nutrition. I used to be an athlete, so uh, that's really kind of what got me into it, is I uh, started off doing competitive swimming my entire life, and uh, I ended up going to Ohio State, Buckeye. Um, and tried out for the Olympics. I didn't make it. So uh, from there, I just kind of really dove into nutrition and and took that on full swing and love science and love nutrition and um, really got involved in working with athletes and just how impactful it is for performance and how much of a difference they can have with it. Um, And from there, I actually worked with the Canadian National Women's Soccer Team and I met one of my best friends and then that brought me here to Los Angeles so uh, yeah pretty cool working with a lot of athletes and developed my own brand called uh, Next Nutrition so it's a performance nutrition and preventative nutrition based uh, consulting agency essentially yeah perfect so you're in LA that means essentially I, you probably, you know, are giving LeBron James his personal <laughs> diet plan. <but. laughs> that would be the end goal for That's sure. Goal. That would be the ultimate goal. 
I mean, they're in Orlando right now. They're in the bubble. I mean, nobody's in LA. So we'll wait until uh, Corona's over to pitch that to LeBron. <laughs> there we go. Maybe after he hears this. <laughs> yeah, maybe after he hears this, I'll send it right to his DM. It'll be all good. Perfect. <laughs> but so with Next Nutrition, obviously it stemmed from a passion, as I'm hearing. And yeah, sure. honestly, like as of late, I've realized, I mean, again, it's the cliche things that are very simple in life. It can go in one ear out the other. But then when you stop and think about it, you realize how important nutrition really is, how important diet really is. Mm -hmm. um, and honestly, maybe it's just me getting a little older. I'm not bulletproof anymore. I can't eat Twinkies all the time and feel mm -hmm. good. But mm -hmm. I mean, can you speak a little bit to how, you know, proper nutrition has affected you and your well-being? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's just a lifestyle approach. And I think even just coming from being Canadian, I'm Canadian, <laughs> um, and kind of traveling around the world and kind of seeing different cultures and just getting appreciation for how important food is and how much of a difference it can make for our health long term uh and that really to me was what drove me into the the passion of it um just how either it can really make us or break us and it's you know for athletes food is fuel and so it's really how we choose to fuel our bodies and our lifestyle and that's going to affect us long term. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, it really is. I love that food is fuel. Have you seen Finding Nemo? What was it? Uh, Dory said, <laughs> our friends, not food or fuel. Yes, fish are our friends, not food. <laughs> yeah, so fish are not fuel in this case, but food is. <laughs> so, with Next yeah. Nutrition, um, obviously, you grew up as an athlete, very high level. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. Yeah. You know, at Ohio State. Were you there? Who was like the premier athlete while you were there? Was it Greg Odin? Was it those days? Yeah, that's that's about the days that it was for sure. It was. Uh, I I remember going to the football games and there was like hundred thousand people and like being this Canadian and going to these football games. I was like, what is this? It was insane, but uh, definitely an, an incredible experience. And I remember going there and just thinking like, I need to to be, you know, in the U.S. and like make an impact. And just being in Los Angeles, I think it's been so eye-opening to be in the nutrition space. Um, you know, it's one of the most like fitness, you know, capitals of, of the U.S. So it's very exciting to be here and, and see all that. Okay. So actually that's interesting because I feel like America in general gets slammed for their large <laughs> meal portions and obesity rates, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, a good point. I mean, I think, that as a dietitian, I think there's a lot of room that that can be uh, go through um, here in the United States for sure. I think you know a lot of a lot of the root cause of disease stems from poor nutrition, and um, I think that's something that can be treated a lot earlier on uh, in life. And I think once we tackle that and we you know start creating more um education around the importance of of nutrition i think we'll really start to see a change in in that um population dynamic of the u.s yeah no i agree with that and i mean obviously there is very high disease rates and it's interesting because yeah. our last podcast we actually kind of uh we didn't slam the schooling system but we kind of pointed out some flaws in it and if i were president of this theoretical thing called, uh, you know, the school president of the USA, I would mm -hmm. definitely implement like some sort of meal class or some dietitian yeah. class, right? Because people just don't get it. And it's important. It's more yeah. important than knowing, you know, social studies from the 1700s. Totally. Yeah, 
for sure. And I think just there needs to be much more education around that concept. And I think just starting from a young age, like I don't think children are always 100% taught that. And then that kind of trickles down or trickles up to their, you know, adult life where they're eating poorly and, and they're completely unaware of, of what they're putting in their bodies and how that impacts them long term. And truly it does. Like, you know, we might think here and there, like, you know, processed foods are okay, but once we continually eat them over time and over and over again, it has long-term health effects on us and it's hard to reverse. I mean, it's definitely doable, but it's something that definitely needs to be more or brought to attention uh, at a young age, I think. Yeah. 100%. So we're going to absolutely plaster next nutrition on every billboard in America. I think <laughs> reverse portion of the country. Hopefully soon. <laughs> Starting with LeBron, of course, but <laughs> well, let's get into Next Nutrition here, Kim. So tell us about yeah. it. You know, what it, what's, what it's about, you know? Yeah, so honestly, it's something that I, I just recently started. I just kind of saw everything happening in the world, uh, you know, with, with what's going on right now. And I think it just really drove me to pursue this brand where I was like, I really want to create awareness on nutrition and how important it is for lifestyle and um, it's really about creating plans and meal plans and meal programs that are very individualized um, so it's really assessing kind of where your state is nutritionally where, where your fitness level is nutritionally and tailoring a program that's going to fit to your long-term goal and it's not a diet like I never want to prescribe diets or, or recommend diets it's really just about creating a lifestyle change and, and incorporating education and incorporating, you know, meals and recipes that are going to benefit someone, but also something that they're interested in. So it's not just, you know, here, you got to do this or like, a, you know, and then I never talk to you again. <laughs> it's really about creating a program that we work with each other and, and create something long-term. Yeah. I mean, it sounds very personalized as well. I feel like that's the most important part. Yeah, exactly. Yep, for that, sure. You no, know, perfect. Um, yeah. Because, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you can't, you know, make five meals and then say, okay, pick the one that's best suited for your goals, right? Totally. And I think everyone is different, you know. There's some people that I work with who are high-performance athletes and then some people who really just want to have overall health or, or lose weight. And so you know, someone's going to be completely different. And that's where you really have to assess someone from the starting point and say, hey, like, where are you at? Where do you want to get to? And, and look over a bunch of different factors, like from their metabolic rate and, you know, their what their total daily uh, calorie intake looks like and what that macronutrient uh, breakdown looks like. And it's going to vary from, from individual to individual. And I think there's just so many factors that go into nutrition uh, that make it so individualized that I think a lot of people don't realize. And so when they start a program, it's, it's, you know, there's a lot of fall off with it because they don't have that support or that understanding that, you know, it's not going to happen right away, but you can get to your goal as long as it's like, you know, tailored to what you, you need for sure. 100%. And you said just now it's not going to happen right away, which is true. I mean, I've read, yeah. I mean, it takes three weeks to, uh, was it, I think it was a week to break a habit, but three weeks to form a habit. Exactly. Yeah. 
you can't you can't expect to you know follow the meal plan for two weeks or a week and then all of a sudden you know look like captain america or batwoman or whatever totally and i think that's like the problem with a lot of fad diets out there is that i think a lot of people think you know i just want a quick fix and and lose weight and oftentimes yes like you can't have that but it doesn't mean that it's gonna stay off i think a lot of people find that you know, you can, you know, restrict a macronutrient, but you're not going to see that long-term adaptation because you're not creating that awareness on how to, how to have that long-term, how to sustain that change, how to benefit your lifestyle and what you can do to support yourself long-term. 100%. So honestly, I saw it might be a myth. You might be, you know, myth busting right now for me. But <laughs> uh, I saw something about, okay, so if you do a diet, a strict diet for X amount of weeks, you're that much more likely to put the weight back on in several months or so down the line. I feel like that's not true. I mean, I don't know if that's a a fact, but I know that there is such a thing as yo-yo dieting. So it's, you know, people like to do fad diets and they, it's a type of yo-yo situation where they'll lose the weight and then they'll put it back on and they'll lose the weight. So that's kind of where that term came from. So I'm not sure if that's an actual statistic, but I know from the trends that I've seen that a lot of, you know, dietitians that I've talked to, it's not, you know, a typical recommendation for long-term change. Right. Right. No, I actually, that was a, I threw a little curveball at you there. I didn't even see that. (laughs) But I feel like there may be some drawbacks to following a diet very strictly, but Mm -hmm. if you have the willpower and the discipline to, you know, continue at least on the healthy path, I think it could, in in the long term, you know, you can maintain that, right? Yeah, I know. I think that if you're, if you know a lot about nutrition and you um, have some education on it and you want to try a diet and I think by all means, like, I think it's cool. I, 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 say go for it try out a dietary protocol like I'm a big fan of looking at carbohydrate cycling right now which is pretty interesting and I think you know that's something that requires a ton of like adherence and you have to be really strict with with that because you're really focusing on one sole macronutrient and manipulating that so I think you know if you have the the discipline to be able to do that like definitely try it out um yeah for sure I think if you're a high performance athlete too um, working with a sport dietitian in some aspects there can really benefit you before a competition or in the off season. And I think following certain diets can, can be really successful. Okay. Okay. And I know that, I mean, there's some popular, there's a few various forms of diets right now that are really popular. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm sure, you know, intermittent fasting, uh, keto, yeah. anything yeah. that's based on a caloric deficit, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, exactly. Right. And so obviously most of our listeners, uh, they could be high performance athletes. Maybe, maybe LeBron's listening. I don't know, but <laughs> it could be the whole Lakers team might be listening. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but um, for those who are not, I mean, I'm guessing most people listening probably are just looking to lose a few pounds or something. It's summer. Yeah. You want to mm-hmm. look good on a boat, on a pontoon, whatever you're doing. Yeah. Lose the corn or the COVID-19. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lose the COVID weight. So is there two or three things you could say without giving away, you know, the, the value of next nutrition? Mm-hmm. Is there a couple things that you'd recommend? In terms of dieting or just in terms of general kind of tips? Can we do both? <laughs> sure. 
word diet, like I don't, I mean, I don't like to use the word diet, obviously, but I think if you're going to follow a protocol or try, you know, kind of a dietary eating routine, I think um, intermittent fasting, I mean, obviously I'm an advocate for it. I think if, if it's done properly and it's kind of, you know, not done an extreme version, uh, it definitely has its benefits. Uh, there is a lot of research for fat loss uh, with intermittent fasting and then also reducing inflammation. So I think if you're going to follow a protocol, that would be one that I would definitely recommend. Uh, in terms of just generalized nutrition, I think there's so many. <laughs> um, I mean, I think the biggest thing that I tell people is just really cutting out you know, processed food. And it's all about cutting that out. And I think once you start to pick one thing where you're going to, that you're going to cut out, processed food would be one thing. So if you are the type of person that it's really, really hard to follow any kind of, you know, routine or healthy eating routine, I would say pick one thing and just stick with that. So fast food, processed foods or sugar, one of those. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's obviously in America, especially not an easy cut for people because yeah. we were just talking about billboards. That's all you see on billboards, fast food, mm -hmm. sugar. I mean, all the yeah. temptations. It's everywhere. And it's, I think that's one of the biggest problems is I don't think that there's enough awareness about healthy eating and what that looks like. But, you know, the other flip side of that is that a lot of healthy foods are actually advertised or unhealthy foods are advertised as healthy that aren't healthy. So there's that issue as well. <laughs> oh, 100%. Marketing, marketing is a powerful thing here. So. Oh my God. I mean, so another episode we just had, we were talking about kind of thinking with the crowd, right? It's called group think. That was the buzzword. Yeah. I mean, in America, the group think tendency is to just not really care about diet, right? Um, take what's available, readily available, which is fast food. Absolutely dining out it's sugary stuff and people yeah. don't really get like the value of actually eating healthy and yeah. they don't understand it's a short-term satisfaction i mean how, how how much good is it really doing you right i mean it's a social yeah. thing at restaurants right but besides that i mean obviously you were a very high performing athlete and you probably could not have done that what you did without eating the way you did right yeah and it's funny you say that actually because uh, when I was training, I feel like nutrition is really on a rise right now because as an athlete, you know, years ago, I was not eating the best food. And I don't think that there was that much education on the concept of the importance of it and how, you know, much of a difference it can make for your performance. And it, I was completely unaware when I was training. And I remember we had dietitians that came in like once a year. <laughs> And we would talk to them and, and I don't think anybody really fully understood how important it is. And, you know, from an athlete perspective, just like the concept of recovery and just like avoiding deficiencies and there's so much stuff that goes into it. And I think now like the science is coming out and the research is coming out and really showcasing that, but definitely like, you know, years ago, it wasn't like that. So it's exciting to hear that it's becoming popular. <laughs> Uh, and I hope it becomes more popular. I mean, it's, yeah. I didn't actually plan on turning the clock back like this, but you think back to like the Neanderthal and caveman days, 
when yeah. they were hunting and gathering. And I mean, they're not, obviously, they're not stumbling into Oreos in the woods or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. you hear about how, you know, built and quick and athletic they were. I mean, it's no mistake that they were like mm-hmm. that. There's no refined you know, sugary shit around for them at that point. Totally. And, and it's, I think it's a processed food thing. You know, we're living in the age where things are so accessible to us and we want, we want flavor and we want that sugar and that's, you know, an addictive nutrient. So it's kind of hard to cut, <laughs> but I think that's a problem. I think that, you know, the sugar aspect and the processed foods aspect, it's, it's adamant everywhere. And uh, I think cutting that out is the biggest step once you can start to consume whole foods and just foods in their natural source, that's going to be the most beneficial for you. There's no inflammation that's going to happen with that. And it's really the core concept of quality nutrition. 100%. 100%. I, I feel you here. Um, so with Next Nutrition, on that note, um, obviously you have, you create meal plans. I saw it was a four week plan, right? And then it was an eight. week. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a few different things. Um, initially I like to do just a general consult. So that's kind of the whole key component of really creating that individualized plan. So I like to talk, I think there's a huge mental component that comes to nutrition as well. So just getting to know kind of what someone's goal is and really understanding that and kind of where they're starting off is really important. Um, and then once we go from there, we'll, we'll tailor a plan that best suits their goal uh, and kind of where they're at. So from, for someone, you know, that is looking for fat loss, it could be an intermittent fasting plan. Uh, it might be something that's four weeks or, or it could be nine weeks. But currently, uh, Next Nutrition is, is a four-week or a nine-week plan. So there's two options, but definitely building on that. But that's kind of where we're starting off right now. Okay. Okay. Love that. And we actually kind of talked before we hit record here, um, bold perceptions, just like next nutrition, we're kind of in the early stages of our lives. So just to change topic really quick, I mean, how, how do you go about marketing next nutrition and who are you targeting or if you're targeting anybody in specific? Mm-hmm. It's a good question. Um, honestly, it's super new. I haven't really got into the whole marketing uh, aspect of it, but I think just spreading the awareness with some athletes that I've previously worked with and um, utilizing the concept of, of science-based nutrition. So they're all very good advocates for it. Just having them kind of speak for it and, and um, you know, spread the word that it is something that can be utilized among athletes, but not just athletes, but also as preventative health. So, yeah. Okay. I like that. And is there, I'm just going to throw this out there. Is there any uh, athletes that the uh, vast majority would know that you've worked with <laughs> that you want to shout out here for us. Uh, I got to shout out my, my friend, Lauren Sesselman, for sure. She's one of my best friends, Canadian played for the Canadian national women's soccer team. So definitely her, uh, she was an amazing person to work with when I was working with the team. So lots of fun. <laughs> Uh, other than that, I've worked with a few Canadian Football League players and some National Hockey League players. Yeah. The NHL so. guys. So <laughs> those guys, I mean, they're, they're big, right? They're big, they're fast, they need weight. Uh, yeah. What kind of meal plans do you put these guys on? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, varies depending on kind of what they're looking for. Are they in their off season? Are they in their, 
like main season. So, I mean, a lot of them I work with in the off season. It's just kind of when they're looking to obviously stay in shape, uh, not training as much. So especially kind of right now, the way things are, I think a lot of them are really leaning towards, you know, staying on top of nutrition and utilizing that to stay in shape. Um, But the majority of the plans are going to focus on, you know, utilizing lean proteins, incorporating some intermittent fasting, fasted cardio and combined with intermittent fasting. Um, But yeah, focusing on obviously continuing to build muscle without losing too much weight essentially <laughs> yeah okay yeah so how do you okay so for a perform a high performance athlete like that right if you're in the nhl obviously pretty athletic guy mm-hmm. uh, you have to balance you know working out um maintaining muscle if not building muscle um while trying to get better and bigger and quicker most of the time so what kind of foods are you recommending to them on top of, you know, the cardio, the strenuous workout routine? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's a good question. That's always kind of something that I think they take really seriously because they do, I think, you know, obviously now they're becoming more aware of how important it is for performance. So for them, it's really focusing on quality protein. Um, again, cutting out processed foods, cutting out sugar, anything that's kind of highly inflammatory is going to affect, you know, your metabolism and your metabolic rate. So you want to keep everything very lean. Um, you know, supplementation isn't something that's completely always needed in the off season, but if you're doing a lot of training, then yes. But yeah, focus, the core concepts are focusing on proteins, carbohydrates, fats, all quality. So you want to have lean proteins, whether that's like chicken, turkey, fish, fish, hundred percent salmon, wild caught salmon, uh, carbohydrates, whole grains, lots of fiber, um, quinoa, brown rice, wild rice, and then um, healthy fats. So anything that's kind of plant-based fats, avocados, nuts and seeds, um, legumes, those are all going to be like really quality sources of fats. So just focusing on really quality food um, in a meal plan is, is key. Yeah. Okay. And so you just listed a lot of lean meats. And so I have a, uh, I have a hypothesis to throw it. <laughs> um, so I, this was not my own. I'm going to give this, you know, Joe Rogan, right? Yep. Yep. Everybody knows Joe Rogan. He does everything. So he, I remember he had a theory. He had an episode where he said, he proclaimed that he feels better and more energized when he eats meats of animals that like really work to survive. So like you said, uh, salmon, fish, they're swimming upstream, right? They're fighting. And then you also got like elk he threw in or yeah. carnivores. Yeah. Is, there, uh, is there something to eating that kind of meat compared to like red meat? Like, you know? Yeah, no, that's a really good question. And I actually get a lot of people to ask me that. Um, you know, I think yes, yes and no. I think um, if you're eating really quality lean meats, it's going to be good for you. You're getting a really... Um, high portion of protein without a lot of saturated fat. Um, Not to say that saturated fat is bad because quality saturated fat from a a grass-fed beef is going to be really good for you. So I think, you know, there's some yes and no to that, but I think for the majority of people that are looking to build lean muscle, I would suggest lean meats like salmon. Wild-caught salmon is like one of the best sources. You can have fish, white fish as well. 
Okay, so that's good to know with the lean meat type of yep. thing there. Um, so I want to ask about this because I get so much heat about this from my roommates, my friends. Yeah. Anybody that knows me, I swear by tuna because yeah. the high protein, the low calorie ratio. Yeah. Is exactly. Please, please, you know, hype up tuna for me. <laughs> tuna is the best. Honestly, I, I wish people would give tuna more credit, truly. Like, it really is such a good quality protein. Um, as long as, if you are going to get tuna in a can, just make sure that you're getting a quality source tuna. Um, the only one thing that you do need to be careful about with tuna is its mercury content. So if you're having tuna every single day, then I would say that could be a little concerning. Um, but definitely, you know, a few times a week, it's, it's a really high quality source of protein, very lean. Uh, you're getting a very high portion of protein without, again, a lot of that fat component. So if you're looking for a dense protein source, tuna is gold. Yeah. So now I'm a little concerned because I do eat it every day during the day. <laughs> um, is oil, is fish oil going to be able to offset the mercury for me? <laughs> I don't know about that. Maybe you should get your mercury checked. Oh God. All right. The first thing do after this, I'll do that. Um, okay. So, and then going back, I made a little note here. So macronutrients, I know that's a yeah. buzzword in the diet community. Mm -hmm. That is, that's three things, right? Protein, carbs, proteins, carbohydrates, and fats. Yes. Those are gold. So basically, you know, macronutrient, that's where the whole individualization of nutrition really comes from is if you really understand what quality fats are and quality carbs and quality proteins are, then you can really create an effective nutrition program. So I think just education around that is so important for people to understand. So whenever I do work with someone initially, I'll always provide them with a little bit of information on that first. Um, I think that's like the, the gold standard rule that every dietitian should, should tell everyone is, you know, this is what you need to look for in a quality fat protein carbohydrate because there's so much out there that is like refined or processed like even fats like looking at trans fats highly processed so it's just really about knowing the difference between what a quality macronutrient is and what isn't okay okay and i kind of feel like when you get to the macro threshold i feel like that's the moment where you're really bought into your diet right that's the moment where you're serious about it so Honestly, personally, I haven't even started counting my macros. So yeah. I feel like that's the next, you know, checkpoint to get to. Yeah, totally. I think like too, it's, you know, I think people that are really into nutrition, like love looking at macros, but I think it's like, if you have a general knowledge of, of macros and what a quality macronutrient is, it's just about balance. So, you know, if you're following a very strict diet, like, you know, carbohydrate cycling then yes like you definitely need to know that that breakdown daily but i think in general having just an understanding of what a quality macronutrient is uh, without actually having to look at the numbers all the time uh, is still going to provide you the benefit okay okay i'm definitely gonna have to look into that then i think that's <laughs> the thing i gotta do here but so <laughs> Actually, when we look at the stats of our listeners, Kim, we actually have a ton of women and females listening, more so than guys. So I'm sure at this point, they're mad that I haven't asked what you do, what you eat um, to kind of stay fit, right? So yeah. there's like, again, without giving away next nutrition secrets, you know, 
two or three things, and two or three foods, you know, secret weapons, anything that you can give. Ooh, secret weapons. This is fun. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I am all about just eliminating sugar. I mean, I think <laughs> that is really, truly so important. I mean, I'm not saying that everyone can't indulge every now and then. Like, obviously, like, by all means, get yourself, you know, something every now and then but i think there is some moderation in being able to have you know quality food and then sweets that are like also very healthy too so i think for me it's just about yeah cutting out refined sugar i would say in terms of like specific recipes uh i go for oats oatmeal is like a is a good one for sure I think that one is very underrated. It's very good uh, complex carbohydrate. It's going to provide a lot of fiber. So if you have that initially in the day, in the early start of the day, that's going to sustain you all the way through the day. And it's going to like keep you feeling energized and keep you feeling full. So I think that's one thing that I could see a lot more people going towards. I love oatmeal. <laughs> um, what else? I love fish too, like seafood, seafood, Mediterranean style. That's kind of my go-to. So I think incorporating recipes and, and foods associated with that, like legumes and fish and quality oil. That's the second time you've said beans, that. Beans and lentils. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I <didn't> even... <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay. Okay. So oatmeal is that the most sugary food you eat is that what you're telling me <laughs> you know what i have a sweet tooth i truly do i really do have a sweet tooth i think for me i love cooking and baking so if i'm gonna have something sweet i think it's for me it's all about making it myself and i wish i think more people would benefit if they did that because if you're preparing your own sweets not only are you going to be removing a lot of additives or preservatives, but you're not going to get those really, you know, refined sugars like high fructose corn syrup um, and stuff that's typically gets added um, in the processing part of, of packaging foods. So I think for you, for people that I would say starting out, uh, preparing your own sweets is really important for sure. Okay. Okay, that's interesting, actually. And mm -hmm. I, I feel like that kind of reinforces the uh, discipline angle. Of, yeah. I don't want to call it a diet, right? Because it's, it's really not a diet. It's more of a lifestyle thing. Would you agree? Totally. It is more of a lifestyle thing, for sure. And I think once you, I mean, there's a lot of people I work with that don't like cooking and they don't like baking. But I think that if you can have, pick a few healthy recipes that you just like, uh, this is my go-to. Like, I know that this can be healthy and I can make it really fast, then you're going to be, you're going to be set. And like, for me, as a, someone who has a busy lifestyle as well, I think I always have that in the back of my head. Okay. What can I have this week that I know is going to be healthy yet isn't going to be like super time constraining. And so I think it's like understanding cooking and definitely having like a little bit of a background on how to prepare a few healthy meals, breakfast, lunch, dinner, uh, is super important. So I would say, you know, for someone that maybe doesn't like cooking, just try it out. <laughs> try it out. 
uh, I think it's it's definitely a part of healthy eating is learning to appreciate food and, and cooking it and preparing it. So uh, yeah, definitely. That's fair. That's fair. But baking for me is is my go-to. I love baking. <laughs> okay. And I mean, the other thing is when you're baking like that and you're, you know, in the kitchen constantly making your food, honestly, it's as simple as this. If you don't buy bad food, you will not eat, eat it. You won't. Yeah. That's a great point. And I think for me, you know, I don't buy. <laughs> I'm very picky about that. Um, I do like chocolate. I love chocolate. So if I'm going to get chocolate, I'll get like a really high quality chocolate. It's not on your own. You bake yeah. your own chocolate, of course. Or I bake my own chocolate. <laughs> no, but I think, you know, it's all about moderation too. I think that you can have, you know, sweets and you can have something that you like every now and then for sure. But I think it's just really about eliminating those processed foods. If you're going to have, you know, like chips and a bunch of, those kinds of foods in your pantry you're more often than not just going to eat them and it's not really going to benefit you because you're going to go through that period of snacking over snacking and that just like increases your cravings increases your hunger and it's not really going to benefit you <laughs> i agree and i think it's important yeah. like you were saying with moderation and balance yeah you want to give yourself and correct me if i'm wrong i'm just this is my opinion you don't want to have a seven day diet, right? Cause then in the back of your mind, you're like, holy shit, I have no room for error. I will never be able to eat a Swedish fish or a Twinkie or whatever you want to eat. Yeah. And I think that's exactly it. Like, I mean, everyone should be able to have certain foods that they want to have. Like I, I, I'm not perfect at all. I definitely love having certain sweets here and there. And I think, everyone should be able to have that. I, I encourage it. And that's where the whole concept of lifestyle nutrition comes into play is that you don't need to have to follow a super strict diet. You can just create a lifestyle, you know, eating routine that's healthy in general. And then when you want to have something, you have something like go for it. And I think, you know, as long as it's something that's not highly inflammatory, um, that's going to throw you off balance. I think it's still going to give your body that satisfaction of having something sweet without kind of going over the top and, and binging because you haven't had it in, you know, four weeks. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. And I feel like the more time you spend eating healthy, the more time subconsciously you build up in your mind, okay, this is what exactly. I should be doing. Right. And then, so yeah. when you do eat a sweet, you need less sweets to actually feel, you know, like you uh, satisfy that craving or that sweet tooth. Exactly. And I think, you know, that's one of the biggest things about sugar is it's so addictive. And I think processed sugar is hard to cut because it does stimulate that part of the brain that makes us crave it more. And it can be tough to cut. But once you do slowly start to cut it out, you will find that you won't have that craving. And, and oftentimes I remember like having something um, and I found it to be too sweet because you just kind of find that it's not natural. Um, it's not something that is a natural source of sugar, sugar. And I always suggest go for natural sugars, go for like dates, um, honey, raw honey is like an excellent source of sugar. So always incorporating natural sources of sugar that you can where possible while cutting out those refined ones are going to benefit you. I like that. I like that. I think that might be an audio clip for the uh, marketing of the post right there. 
everybody likes sugar. So, I mean, everybody wants to know what you have to say about sugar, of course. <laughs> um, so we are running up on the time limit. And I actually told you before the episode, we had quite a few questions for you, but yeah, I mean, I even have more questions and we're kind of hitting the time limit. So we're probably going to have to, you know, have you back on. Yeah. yeah. That's my yeah. arm, of course, but this is so, awesome. yeah. a couple things here that I want to touch on right away before we end. Uh, mm-hmm. Is there truth to the statement that you should not be eating like an hour-ish before bed? Mm, yes, I would say there is. Um, it depends on what your goal is, number one. But I think for the general population, yes, there is truth to that. Um, when you go to bed, you want to kind of put your body into that rest mode. Um, when you start to eat food, you're going to stimulate your metabolism. You're going to stimulate digestion, um, and it can affect your sleep cycle. Um, but particularly like what I prescribe intermittent fasting to people, I say that's kind of one of the biggest things is cutting off that eating window um, and making sure that you're not over snacking and having lots of late, late night foods. Um, it's going to really benefit fat loss because if you are cutting off that time before bed, um, your body is going to wake up in a fasted state um, and you're going to be primarily using the carbohydrates that you're using from the night before and your metabolism is already going to be in a better state than if you had been snacking right up to the point that you're going to sleep, if that makes sense. It does make sense. That does make sense. And yeah, I've read, I've read also, I don't even know if this was my mom. I, I remember back in the day, I couldn't sleep as a little fiery kid. Yeah. I made to eat cheese before bed. Is that <laughs> I heard dairy calms you down or something weird. Like that. Oh, man. That's probably one of the worst things you could eat before bed. Oh, my mom. What is my mom telling me? Wow. <laughs> sugar, too. I mean, sugar, you know, you're going to stimulate your brain. You're going to be wired. So, obviously you know, no sugar, but dairy in general, I would say it's probably a no-go at night. <laughs> yeah, so no red, no red Bull, no milk. Um, no. <laughs> okay. So, and is there any other bad times to snack at all? Definitely at night. <laughs> okay. Nighttime. Um, I think snacking, like, you know, there's nothing wrong with having snacks throughout the day. I think that if you're going to have a workout and you want to have a snack, like that's great. Definitely. You need to fuel your body. And and especially after having a workout too, like, you know, having a post-workout snack is super important for recovery as long as it's, you know, coming from a quality protein, quality carbohydrate. So definitely snack. There's nothing wrong with snacking. I think if you have a ton of meals throughout the day you're not really allowing your body to kind of digest each meal so that's why i would say have you know three to four meals three to five meals five kind of being the max um, and really allowing your body to efficiently metabolize and digest each the more that you snack the more that you're kind of stimulating that that digestion process and you're not really letting your body kind of utilize the calories that you're consuming Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Very logical. Yeah. Honestly, I think we're going to save the rest for hopefully another time here. I I mean, we already have to hit the, uh, the Q and a from our, I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. No, we'll be back for sure. But thank you, Kim, for coming on for the first time here. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for giving us kind of the overview of next nutrition. 
Uh, yeah. I'm sure we'll have something in the works with that. I'm sure you'll get a few, you know, customers aside from LeBron. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love uh, it. yeah. I mean, any, uh, any last words for you here? Uh, yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I, I'm really excited to be involved and um, definitely excited to see where Next Nutrition goes. So uh, if anyone listening wants to you know, hear more about it or hear about what it's all about and what I have to offer, uh, you can go to my Instagram, uh, Kim Isabella, and yeah, check it out. Perfect. And we will be getting, you know, a connect post out as we always do for the listeners on how to get in contact with Kim. And I am sure she will be back for some more, you know, specialized pods. As I said, we have a Q and a coming up with her. Um, we didn't get to all your guys questions. I'm sorry. I had enough questions myself. So I had to get those in first, <laughs> but Kim, thank you very much. And thank you everybody for listening to bold perceptions. Make sure to share with a friend that could hear this. And we are on Apple. We are on SoundCloud, Spotify. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, the whole thing. And everybody have a good night. Thanks, guys. Bye.